Let the church say amen. The gospel as recorded by St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 24. St. Luke chapter 24. We begin our reading at verse 44. <clears throat> These are the words that you will find. And it said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I sin the promise of the Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye shall be endued with the power from on high. Let's just keep on reading. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Amen. Now, if you would, flip over to Acts 1.11. Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Beginning with verse 9, 9 through 11. Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 9. These are the words you find. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner <coughs> as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. I want, just for a few minutes, I want to talk from this subject. In the meantime. In the meantime. My brothers and my sisters, those of us 
who are believers in Jesus and who live in the world right now find ourselves in a period of time that I'm calling this morning the meantime. Those of us who are in the world today, that that we are in the meantime, that end of that intervening time, known to all of us as a period of grace. That's the time that you and I are living in. We, I struggled. I kept looking for a name for this period, and I know it's called the period of grace. But I have chosen to name it. We live between the period of the already and the not yet. That's who we are. We are living, all of us. We are Christians and we're living between two periods. One of those periods is the already and the other is the not yet. When you look at the word of God, when you look at the word of God, you find so much as you read the word, so many things have already come to pass. So many things have already happened. When you look in the Bible, the creation, that is in the already. It's already done. The law, that, 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 when, you, when you study the books of the law, that is in the already. The time of the prophets and the time of the apostles. And please know I'm talking about the persons now. I'm not talking about the giftings. But the time of the prophets and the apostles. That's in the already. I guess I need to explain that so that we won't be confused. Uh, we do believe in prophets. We do believe the apostles. But what you have to understand is that those prophets that we knew in the Bible, their job was, and they were people who revealed truth. That's what a prophet is. A person who reveals truth. Now... I know that there are those now who go by the name prophet. They're talking about a gifting. They're not talking about the prophet that we talked about in the Bible because the truth is now there is no more truth. All of the truth is ever going to be revealed has already been revealed. If anybody comes to you now trying to reveal something new, you need to run right quick. No, the prophets reveal truth. Those people who have the gifting of prophets now what they are doing, they are merely preaching what prophets have already written. Ain't nothing new about it. Are you hearing me? They're just revealing or they're just open, opening up what has already been revealed. In the Bible, there are apostles. There are apostles. And I know that there are apostle giftings. And that's okay, apostle gifting. But know that when it comes to uh, an actual apostle, the Bible declares that at the end, there will be 12 seats. For 12 apostles. Now everybody else, you, you understand, see? Everybody else is just has the gifting of an apostle, but there are only 12. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, I'm getting off. I'm getting off, but I thought I needed, needed to ex explain that. The birth, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all of that is in the already. Are y'all hearing me? The ascension of Jesus Christ. He stepped on a cloud and left us. All of that 
is in the already. Are y'all hearing me? But then we read the Bible about things that are yet to come. The sounding of the trumpet that hadn't happened yet. Hadn't happened yet. That's, that's in the not yet. Jesus coming back riding on a cloud. That's in the not yet. The dead in Christ will rise from the grave. That is in the not yet. Those of us who remain alive will be caught up to meet him in the air. That is in the not yet. When we gather around the throne and crown him Lord of all, all of that is in the not yet. Are y'all seeing me? So here we are. We're living between those two periods. Between the period of the already and the not yet. You and I, we are living in the meantime. Are you hearing me? We, we are in the meantime. So what is our job? What do we do in the meantime? What is our function as children of God in the meantime while we are waiting on him to come back? What is our job? We're saved. We're on our way to heaven. Jesus has promised us a new home and has gone to get that home ready for us. But what are we to be doing in the meantime? Are y'all hearing me? Are we just, are we just to sit and wait on him to come back and get us? Take us back to heaven with him? What are we be, to be doing in the meantime? This text, my brothers and sisters, sends a clear signal that that is not the case. We are not sitting around looking at each other waiting on him to come back for us. For these two men here in the text in, 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 in Acts, they show up out of nowhere and, yeah, yeah, and, and ask them a question. They, they, they're standing there, Jesus is going up and they are standing there looking and these two men come and say, why stand ye here gazing into the heavens. Why stand ye here gazing and now while these two men did not give them instructions one thing is obvious is that they were expected to do more than just stand there and look into the heavens. While they didn't give us any instruction they really didn't tell them what to do but they did tell them what not to do that Jesus expected more of you than to just stand here looking into the heavens until he comes back. As a matter of fact, my brothers and sisters, right here in the text, Jesus had given them clear instructions. Matthew 28, he gave them some instructions. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son, Holy Ghost. He gave, oh yeah, he gave instructions. In Acts 1 and 8, he said, you shall be my witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So he left some instructions. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, it is clear that he expects more from us than to sit here preoccupied with our heavenly home. It, it, it is crystal clear that that Jesus expects more out of us blood-bought saints 
than just to sit up here gazing up into the heavens. Scripture are fulfilled now. The, the scriptures are fulfilled now here in this text. When we come to the text, the scriptures are fulfilled. Jesus has already been born. He's lived. He's been persecuted. He's hung on a cross, died, and has been raised from the dead. He's been seen by many people alive. And now he is preparing for his departure back to heaven. That's all right here in this text. On this occasion, Luke 24, 44, Jesus takes his disciples to, to the scriptures. He, he got them together. He's, he's back with them again now. He's after the resurrection. He, he's got them together again. And what he does, he takes them now to the scriptures. Now, he takes them to the scriptures now. You remember last Sunday I told you they didn't have anything but the Old Testament. They, they didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, because they were still the ones that, that he was talking to. So all they had was the, but he took them then to the Old Testament and showed them from the Old Testament that they had witnessed the fulfill, fulfillment of the scriptures. He was reminding them, he says, now, now I'm going to make sense out of all of this that you've been seeing, all of these, these three years with me. I'm going to make sense out of it now. He says, what you have witnessed is the fulfillment of what the scriptures have taught concerning me. Shows them scriptures like Deuteronomy 18, 15. Yeah, back when they wrote it, when, they, when it was written, and they've been reading that, they've been setting that, Deuteronomy 8, 18, 15, the Lord God will raise up a prophet from the midst of thee. They had no idea what that was. But Jesus now is saying, now you know what it was. I'm, I'm the manifestation. Are y'all hearing me? Took him to Psalm, 20, Psalm 2, and 7, 2 and 7. And it says, I will declare and decree the Lord has said unto me, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Are y'all hearing me? That's Old Testament. He's just showing them that I am the one who fulfilled all that the prophets did. Took him over to Isaiah 53 in the Old Testament. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. He was wounded for our transgressions. Now that you've seen me hanging on the cross, he, he's showing them that I, I am the manifestation of all that the Old Testament was talking about. As he took them to the scriptures, after he took them to the scriptures, Look at verse 45. Verse 45 says, Then he opened their understanding. He opened their understanding of the scriptures. Are y'all hearing me? Open their understanding. So that now he's already talked to them about the laws of Moses and the Psalms and talked to them concerning the law, but now he's opened up their understanding. Please know my brothers and my sisters. You will never be able to understand Scripture unless the Spirit of God opens your understanding. Are y'all hearing me? You might as well be reading a novel somewhere. <laughs> yeah, unless the Spirit of God opens your understanding, you will never understand the Word of God. You see, just like you need physical light to see in a dark world around us, we need spiritual light to help us see and understand the word of God. 
Spiritual understanding comes through the Holy Spirit or it does not come at all. Let me say that again. I say spiritual understanding comes through the Holy Spirit or it does not come at all. True understanding, true understanding of Scripture is a gift from God. That's why, that's why you have people who are PhDs who can read this book and say it don't make no sense. Y'all hear me? Care how smart they are, how, 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 how much schooling they got. They can read this and they say, you know, that don't make no sense to me. Why? Because the Holy Ghost. Are y'all hearing me? Anybody believe in the Holy Ghost here? Yeah, unless the Holy Ghost reveals. We were in a funeral here. We were in a funeral here one, t- one time. And I never forget. A lot of people here, a lot of different kinds of people here. And I remember it was one of those Salem funerals. And I remember making a statement, something about being absent from the body, present with the Lord. And I talked about how, 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 how uh, we, 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 we who are here now, how we remain. I began to talk, church talk, talk an hour kind of talk. I, I remember saying, weeping may endure for a night, but joy come. And I remember the church erupted. Just, I mean, we just had Salem Church up in here. I'll never forget, after the funeral was over, I was going back out to my car, and there was a gentleman of, of another persuasion who, who walked up to me at my car and asked me, he says, can you, can you explain to me what just happened in there? <laughs> And I said, are you a believer? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? He said, no. I said, well, I can't explain it. <laughs> Unless the Holy Ghost. Oh, y'all hear me? There's some things that you will never understand until you're walking in the light. There are some things that will never make sense to you until you know him in his fullness. Here in verse 46, not only was it written that these things should happen, but yeah, yeah, but but I have come, Jesus is telling his disciples, I have come as the fulfillment of what was written in the book. I've been to the cross, you've I've rose again on the third day, just like the scriptures taught. He's saying, he's making sense. He's taking them through scripture and saying, now, you've seen now. You've seen me go to the cross. You've seen me come up from the grave. Now you know what the scriptures are talking about. So now, here he is. Here he is. What, 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 we are, what, what, we, what, we, what we are doing, what we are doing. Now he explains to us and lets us see, get a glimpse of what we ought to be doing now in the meantime, since everything has already been done, everything in the already has already been done. What? Here's what we need to be doing in the meantime while we are waiting on him to return. Right there in the text, he says, uh, what you are doing, what you're doing, first of all, it's got to do with repentance and remission. Repentance and remission should be preached in my name. Yeah, in every nation, we are the ones to carry a message. While we are waiting around on Jesus to come back, we need to 
tell or we need to spread this good news. We need to talk about repentance. And you know what repentance is. Repentance means you can change your mind and turn around. Sometimes people think that repenting is just changing your mind. That's just part of it. Repentance is not only changing the mind, but repentance is uh, to turn around and go another way. We are the ones to tell the world uh, that it ain't too late. You can turn this thing around. We're the ones that can still tell a dying world uh, that he still loves you uh, if you just turn yourself around. We are the ones to talk to the world about the remission of sin. And please know that word remission is a big word, but all it means is that the debt has already been paid. Are y'all hearing me? So many walking around under a shadow of guilt, carrying a whole lot of guilt when somebody, yeah, Jesus has already paid the price. So to talk about remission means uh, that you just go tell somebody that Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Are y'all hearing me? Preach it in his name, in his name. This is what you need to go talk to people about him. Talk to them about repentance. Talk about them about remission. But then uh, spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to live that way. Are y'all hearing me? You, you don't have to go your way you're going. Uh, you can turn all of that around because of what Jesus already did. Then he said something that, that sort of, I, I think we get mixed up sometimes. He he says, start in Jerusalem. That in your book? Start, start in Jerusalem. And I know we've been taught it, and it ain't, I guess it ain't a bad way to think it, but, but I've I just been studying this thing. He says, start in Jerusalem. And I know when we see the word Jerusalem, we, we're quick, yeah, that means start at home. Start at home. Well, that's a good, that, that's pretty good teaching, I guess. But the problem is those folks he was talking to were from Galilee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so evidently, it ain't start at home. It, yeah, I, I think probably it's more like start where you are. Are y'all hearing me? Start, start where you are. Telling the story right where you are. You ain't got to try to put a ministry ever together and go over to Africa. Go across the street. Are y'all hearing me? You, you, you ain't got to try to take up a collection and make it to China. Yeah, yeah, just go next door. Are you hearing me? Start where? Start where you are. So start in Jerusalem. Start in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a good starting place. And the reason why Jerusalem is such a good starting place is because all that has happened up to now was witnessed by the folk around Jerusalem. Are y'all hearing me? It was the people around Jerusalem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those shepherds and everybody who, when Jesus was born, they heard the angels singing. That was all, are y'all hearing me? That was all around that area called Jerusalem. They were witnesses of the wondrous birth of Jesus. They, yeah, he start in Jerusalem. He says, uh, yeah, in Jerusalem, there are people still in Jerusalem who will remember that 12-year-old boy who went in the temple and, and, and confused the elders in the temple. All of that was in Jerusalem. They, yeah, it was in Jerusalem. They witnessed him walking the streets, healing the sick, and raising the dead. They watched him yeah, that in Jerusalem. That's where they saw him with that cross. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
in Jerusalem, they saw him walking with the cross on his shoulders. In Jerusalem, the people gathered around Calvary. They watched him die. They know that he died. They watched him die on an old rugged cross. But then they witnessed for themselves that Sunday morning the stone will roll away. Are y'all hearing me? It was all that in Jerusalem. You don't have to get, nobody came to tell them that. They saw it with their own eyes. The stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. So why don't you start in Jerusalem? It won't be that hard to convince the folk in Jerusalem because they saw it with their own eyes. It won't be that hard to convince the folk in Jerusalem because uh, they were here. They've seen every bit of it. So start in Jerusalem and then spread to Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus, the uttermost parts of the earth? You mean you want us, 12? 12 of us? You, you want us? To get this word out all over the whole world, Jesus, that's a big job. That's a big job. You mean to tell me that the 12 of us are to get this message out? That is a great big job. How do we start with 12 and get this message out to the whole world? Well, look at verse 49. And behold, I send you the promise of the Father upon you. So stay here in Jerusalem until you have been endued, endued with power from on high. Are y'all hearing me? It's a big job, but he promises. I got some help for you. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, yeah, it's a big job. It's more than any 12 people can do. But if you stay right here in Jerusalem, I got some help for you. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, you remember John 14 when he said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Yeah, and he might, that he might abide with you forever. He says, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. You see, my brothers and sisters, here it is. Here it is right here. Jesus, when he was on earth, when he came here in a human form so that he can identify you and me, because he was in a human form, he could only be in one place at a time. Are y'all hearing me? You don't read anywhere where Jesus was more than one place at one time. Yeah, he could only be in one place at a time. He said, now I'm going away, but I'm going to send you somebody. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm going to send you somebody that can be everywhere at the same time. I'm going to send somebody that can be drying tears on this side. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, and then healing somebody on that side. I'm going to send somebody that is able to lift heavy loads on this side and dry away tears on this side and do it all at the same. Do it all at the same time. So my brothers and my sisters, we've got work to do. What do we do in the meantime? While we're waiting on Jesus to come back. I want to submit to you that now is not the time for us to sit around just celebrating our salvation. Now is not the time we come together on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock and look toward heaven to see whether or not Jesus is coming back today. No, while he is away, you and I have a job to do. Are y'all hearing me? Yes, if he has saved your soul. Yeah. If he has picked you up from uh, the realm of death, yeah. 
I need you to know that you have a job today. One of I got a witness here. We've all got a story to tell. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, yeah, he's left us with a job to do. Uh, yes, uh, he's left us with a message on our tongues. A message that will save sinners. Reclaim black backsliders. Yeah, encourage believers. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? Uh, he left us with a story to tell. Yeah, I don't know about anybody else, uh, but I love uh, to tell the story. Yeah, it will be uh, my theme in glory uh, to tell uh, the old, old story uh, of Jesus uh, and his love. We've got work to do. Yeah, you've got to go tell somebody uh, that I was sinking uh, deep in sin uh, from the peaceful shore. I was very deeply uh, stained within uh, sinking the ride no more. But the master of the sea uh, he heard uh, my despairing cry and from the waters uh, he now save, 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 save am I. Gotta tell somebody that is on their way to hell that Jesus, he is a way maker, yeah. Because one day, one of I got a witness here, yeah. One day, he made a way, he made a way for me, yeah. Yes, we've got work to do. Yes, we've got a story to tell. Tell somebody that he picked me up, turned me around, planted my feet on solid ground. Yes, 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 oh, yes. the meantime we live between the period of the already and the not yet but this is not time for us to just sit around waiting we've got a job to do there are still those who are lost who've never heard this story and you and I have the task of sharing with them this same good news same good news that saved you will save somebody else. Y'all hear me? The same story that saved you will save somebody else. We've got to be about the Father's business. If you're here today and you're unsaved, I want to invite you to come today. I want to invite you to come. If you're unsaved, if you're already saved and just don't have a church covering, you need to be covered. You need a church. You need a family. You need to be moving today. If you're here, if you're here, let me just invite you to come today.